0: The UK to crack down on illegal immigration, another sudden adult death syndrome victim, and Shamima Begum has her UK citizenship appeal rejected. It's Thursday the 23rd of February 2023. I'm Iconic CEO Jamie Icke, and this is The Daily Download. Well, good morning, everybody. Couple of days left in the uh, the working week, back end. The uh, weekend is in sight, so everyone's got something to look forward to. So this morning, we're going to focus on immigration for a couple of the stories here. So we're going to start with this one. Now, immigration issues in the UK and discussions around it have been quite topical for the last probably six months, a year. The number of boats coming over the channel from France has been exploding. It seems to be the majority of them seem to be young men from Albania. Don't see very many women and children there, which kind of dismisses that theory of, you know, it's people fleeing conflict because that's a different conversation entirely. When you got people fleeing conflict, particularly particularly conflict that the West and Britain have created, which has caused massive devastation in countries like Afghanistan, Iraq, Libya, Syria, then I'm all for that, I'm all for supporting these people. But when you've got people coming over, firstly coming over illegally over the channel, and you've got people coming over in boats, they're destroying their documents as they're turning up, and they're all military-age fighting men then I've got a few more questions I'm a little bit more sceptical. And it's not a black and white issue that the left in particular are trying to paint it as. And I say the left, but it's just as bad on on the right that the political spectrum doesn't really matter these days, as most of you will be aware, because we've got a right-wing conservative government in this country and they've not dealt with this issue at all. So new Prime Minister Rishi Sunak said in one of his early speeches that one of the issues he was going to be judged on or wanted to be judged on and held to account on was stopping the boats. So it's not just stopping the boats, it's also dealing with all the asylum seekers that are currently in the UK being housed in hotels. They've just this week announced that a hotel here in Derby just down the road from us has been taken over by the Home Office. On average, the UK government, sorry, the UK taxpayer, is spending £7 million a day on hotels for illegal migrants. Now... I'm not a nationalist, however, when you've got people that have paid into this system their entire lives, that are sat freezing, hungry in their homes this winter, because the government are not supporting them, the energy companies are literally taking them to the cleaners, food prices are going up, yet they're not supported, yet £7 million a day is being spent on housing people who have come to this country illegally, I find that very, very backward, very inverted, and absolutely disgraceful, as far as I'm concerned. Anyway, this story this morning, asylum claims for up to 12,000 people are to be considered without face-to-face interviews. Now, this is apparently a, a... you know, a policy that's been designed to speed up the asylum process and to reduce some of the backlog. Now, it's incredibly dangerous, incredibly dangerous to do it without sitting somebody down face to face. There's talk of a 10 page home office questionnaire, which will be given to these people to decide whether they, uh, for them to fill out 40 questions for them to fill out whether they uh, And then the answers will determine whether they're appropriate to to enter the country or not. Now, it's very easy to lie on a document. It's very easy to, you know, not show your true self on a document. Now, I'm not saying that 12,000 asylum seekers are going to be bad people. But the chances are, when you have 12,000 people, there's going to be some bad people in there. And that would be the same for every single demographic of society. So... You're going to have people probably slip through the net, so I don't think this is a great idea. I don't think it's it's the best suggestion. I think it's a, another example of, you know, trying to, what's the word, cut corners, cut corners, if you like, to deal with an issue that needs to be dealt with back at the root. Need to stop boats coming across, need to make it more of a deterrent to stop boats. There needs to be more of an agreement with the European countries like France on what they're going to do. You know, it's it's... It's clear that this is part of a bigger agenda to massively dilute the national presence in every country. It's not just the UK, it's countries across the world. same thing's happening in America with the southern border. Same thing's happened in Germany, in Sweden, in Poland now with all the influx from Ukraine. It's it's happening right across the world where indigenous populations are becoming outnumbered, they're becoming minorities. I mean, in in, in the UK now, all major cities... British nationals are, it feels, a minority. Um, they're not, I'm sure, still on the numbers, but it, that's how it feels. So I definitely think that this is something that needs to be dealt with in a much, a much stronger way than simply processing people without them actually having to be interviewed and see what they're really about. Now, moving on to another story. This is not so much about immigration, but it's about citizenship, so it ties into a similar sort of agenda, if you like. The young girl, Shamima Begum, not so young now, she was 15 when she left the UK to go to Syria to join ISIS. She was known as the um, ISIS bride or ISIS queen, I believe. Now, she's 23 now. She's had a UK citizenship withdrawn and she's stuck in a refugee camp in northern Syria. Now, she has applied for her citizenship back and is on the claim, is claiming, basically, that she was trafficked. Now, she went on TV and said that the Manchester Arena bombings were justified. The ones at the Ariana Grande concert that killed a lot of young people. Uh, she also went on and supported a number of the acts that ISIS carried out. Now, I'm not going to talk too much about that side of things. What I'm interested in here is this. Again, this comes back to, to the political divide a little bit. Now, I'm not massively, you know buy into the right left split. However, the left in particular, the fake left, not the liberal left that I would consider myself to be a part of, the fake left, the progressive left, the woke left, are very good at contradicting themselves time and time again. And they're doing the same here. So she was 15 when she went to Syria, which they're claiming is far too young to have made a life changing decision. She was clearly groomed. She was clearly trafficked, clearly brainwashed. So therefore, she should be allowed a second opportunity. Okay? Maybe a fair argument at times. However, where your argument falls apart is when at the same time, you're saying that 15-year-olds are fine to have life-altering gender reassignment surgery, which you cannot go back from, which you cannot reverse. You should be on puberty puberty blockers, double vasectomies, you know, it's just absolutely insane that they can't see the irony that one is this, one is that. When you're saying the same, they're, they're both 15. They're both 15. But one you're saying can have life-changing surgery. The other you're saying is too young to have made this decision and therefore was groomed and should be allowed another opportunity. I say this, you know, If she was allowed back into the UK today and she moved in next door to you and your young family, would you be comfortable with that? Would you feel safe? I wouldn't. I can be honest. I would not feel safe in the slightest. Because you've got somebody who clearly is prone to psychopathic thoughts, psychopathic tendencies and very dangerous ideologies. So, And she hasn't really shown any remorse as far as I can see. So I think this is a good decision. Personally, I think this is a good decision and uh, I'm very much supportive of it, but I just find it insane that the left don't seem to see the irony that the two cases have anything to do with each other. When you're 15, you're either young enough or or you're not, yet you can't pick and choose when it suits your agenda, which is what they do. Now... The final story we're going to go through this morning is to do with an Air Albania cabin crew member, aged just 24, who has died from sudden adult death syndrome after the plane landed at Stansted Airport this week. Now, how many times have we seen this in the last two years versus how many times did we see this in the 20 years previous to the last two? you didn't. It's as simple as that. Young people dropping dead. I'd never even heard of sudden adult death syndrome. Heard of sudden infant death syndrome, which I have some questions about as well, but certainly hadn't heard of sudden adult death syndrome. Certainly not in young people, which you'd assume would be at the, I mean, 24 years old, you assume she's going to be at the peak of her health. And from the look of the picture of her, she's not overweight, she doesn't look unhealthy at all. So, at what point do these stories have to be connected? Even by the gutter press. I mean, this story is from the Daily Mail. So even from the gutter press, who will do everything they can to fight the system's corner right to the very end, they'll do everything they can to refuse to acknowledge that they were. They're not even not even to acknowledge they were wrong, because at the, at the very, very high level, they will know what they were doing. They will know they were putting out propaganda. The stupid journalists at the grassroots level won't. I mean, having met journalists recently, I'm not shocked the level of journalism that we see today. Most of them couldn't, you know, couldn't open a door without assistance. But at what point do the people that are reading this go, hang on, this is like the 10th story I've seen of this in the last two months. I've never seen these before, and I'm seeing it now. What's changed? What's changed is that uh, an international rollout of a toxic poison was done over 2021-2022, which has maimed, injured, and killed so many people and so many young people. People have had their lives snatched away from them all to suit the sick agenda of Bond villains like Bill Gates, Klaus Schwab and others. It's time to stop pretending that this is going away. I appreciate that everyone is very fatigued. We've had a long three years. It's been relentless. They've been coming at us and coming at us and coming at us. And pushback that we've put forward is tiring. It's made us weary. It's also, in many cases, made us very very naive and a little bit, we've taken the foot off the gas, we've taken a breather and we can't do that because this is continuing to happen and this is going to continue to happen. I said a few weeks ago when I was defending Andrew Bridgen for what he said in his tweet which got him kicked out of the Conservative Party and I said his tweet may be underplaying it because we don't know where this ends. We don't know how bad this is going to get. Because so many people have had these injections and it is like a ticking time bomb in many cases. And now if you've had it, I apologize for for this if this is information you don't want to hear, but no one can sit and say that everything's going to be fine because you don't know. People are fine and people just drop down like this girl. And I find it incredibly sad that so many people will have done it purely to get on with their lives. I imagine this girl did it because of her job as an air hostess and she had to carry it, she had to do it in order to continue working. So... You know, another example of somebody who who did it because they had to do it, probably. So it's time to stop pretending that this is all over. Time to stop pretending that you know we can all just go back to our daily lives because we're going to keep seeing stories like this. We're going to keep st- seeing stories like this. And the people that push this need to be held accountable to ensure that they are never able to push anything like this on the population again, on our children again, and on me and you again, because they will. They will, because they've got away with it so far, so therefore there's been no consequences. So what's their deterrent to not do it again? None. Now, we're going to end on something positive. And this is about, you know, what's right for you. Don't always, You don't always need to please others. It's about what's right for you. So this is a quote from Dr. Phil, the TV host in America. At the end of the day, whether or not those people are comfortable with how you're living your life doesn't matter. What matters is whether you're comfortable with it. I like that. I think that's a very good quote. I'd also say that, you know, do what you like as long as you're not imposing your will on other people. And as long as your actions are not negatively impacting somebody else, then you've got to be free to live the life that you want to live, not the life that your parents want you to live or your partner wants you to live or your friends want you to live. You've got to do what makes you happy. You know, people get called selfish, but in in a sense, it is selfish because your life is your own. You're the only one that can, you know, it's your life and it's up to you to live it how you want to live it. The worst thing that can happen is you get to the ripe old age and live in resentment of people that you interacted with and came and go through, came into your life that you, you know, they stuck around for too long and you didn't do what you wanted to do because you were trying to please them that resentment would be toxic and really negative and not a nice way to to end your life. So I would very much echo that quote and say that living your own life is incredibly important. It's also an incredible power because when things go right or things go wrong, you know that you're the one responsible. And that is an incredible freedom that most people don't have. Most people look to blame others when things go wrong. Most people have other people to thank when things go right. So take control and you're the one in the driving seat. And it's a, honestly, it's a freedom that it is very difficult to, to top. So thank you very much for tuning in. That's it for this morning's episode. And I'll be back with you tomorrow for the final one of the week. Have a great Thursday, everybody. And I'll take care. Bye for now.